Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys, let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a boss. Let me get this straight. Are we talking now, ain't we? If you're not down with that, we got to work for you! Ball game! You're hearing me now, ain't you? All right, hello everybody. Welcome to Wishful Booking Wrestling Podcast. My name is Liam McNulty. I'm joined, as always, by Jimmy Moorcraft. Only this week, he's calling in from a different location. I am in a different vessel. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Liam, appropriately timed. Liam, yes, Jimmy. How are you? Sorry. There, oh boy. There we are. I got too there comfortable. <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. Um, what an interesting week in wrestling, for sure. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. I mean, oh my goodness, so much. We have people deleted and people coming back. And yeah. Boy. Oh, wow, that's a good week. Yeah, he could just take Bray Wyatt's spot on Raw. The returning Daniel Bryan, that is. <laughs> there we go. Delete! <laughs> delete! Delete! Exactly. Um, yeah, so I guess, should we start out by talking about Raw this week? Go right into Monday Night Raw. All right, we'll take it from the top when uh, Kurt Angle came out and then a fan jumped the guardrail and <laughs> uh, was going to get arrested for trespassing and then more stuff happened. What did you think about the way Monday Night Raw opened up this week, Jim? For the most part, I liked it. There were some obvious glaring flaws, like the fact that the biggest, or so they want us to believe that the biggest baby face in the company is attacking two U.S. officials. Three, yeah. Uh, three, right. And the veracity with which he did it with. Yeah, Ferocity, and just, rather. I mean, it was pretty out of nowhere. Like, if you're if you're willing to be arrested, then, I mean, the fact that they're going to put their hands on you kind of goes without saying for most of us, am I right? Yeah, and they weren't, like, manhandling him or, like, Not being a dick to him. No. So that was weird. Um, but I do think that if they're going all in on this Lesnar being a heel in this particular feud, then go all in on it. And having Heyman, having Lesnar come out, rather, with Heyman in tow while Roman was handcuffed was it was an oh shit moment that I could imagine no one saw coming. I don't know. Did you think that Brock was coming at that moment? Cause I no, didn't. no, no, no. And like you, because we've talked about it a little through texting, like you, it was definitely an oh shit moment. Like it was definitely really cool when the music hit and it was like, oh, okay, this is where they're going with it. But it was also, for me at least, it was also a little bit like, oh, okay, that's why they handcuffed him in front like cops never do. <laughs> yeah, but there, you know, like I... I, I I was saying, unfortunately, WWE makes us do this a little too much, but I think uh, suspension of disbelief is big to really fully uh, enjoying everything, and there are, as you and I both said, things that I can look down upon, but if you well, remember what I said... It out of it. It does. Well, in that moment, it didn't. Now that we're talking about it, it did, but it didn't. At least for me personally, I wasn't necessarily thinking about anything aside from, oh my God, are, are they really going to have them attack these U.S. Marshals right now, and then why... Are there U.S. Marshals and security guards like yeah, every other segment? Exactly. But besides that, Lesnar did a really good job of making it seem like he really truly hated Reigns, which I could imagine maybe could be the case because um, I don't True. think that Lesnar is necessarily. I I'm under the belief that Lesnar is probably done, and whether he goes to UFC or not is something else. But the fact that Vince is almost possibly you can make an argument for airing his gripes with Lesnar through a storyline uh, I don't know while making us believe that Vince is backing Lesnar when in real life he may actually be kind of annoyed that he shelled out all this money because he pulled this shit the last time he was going to resign where he really didn't show up to Raw and they didn't make it a part of the storyline yeah so there's been some past issues there so it makes you wonder whether or not Lesnar's really happy about the fact that his character is getting portrayed like this on TV right now and you know he is a money guy and cares about the money mostly and probably doesn't mind that much but 
being a Brock Lesnar, <laughs> being a Brock Lesnar fan. Question. Uh, well, right, but but I mean, I guess for me, I, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of a lot of different wrestlers. Brock Lesnar being one of them. He's not in my. Uh, he's probably in my top ten. Probably not my top five. Right. But your fave five. What? I do feel like they're kind of devaluing Lesnar's aura by making us believe he doesn't care, or if he wins, he'll care to try. And it makes you also wonder. And I think Wade Keller may have talked something similar regarding this. Yeah, are they um, planning on why, him not re-signing? Is that what you're getting at? No, 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 not at all. How? Why would Roman even, like, why is the audience caring that Reigns is going to go to WrestleMania and defeat this guy that doesn't care about the company, doesn't care about his fans, and is probably leaving and, and already has enough money? Like, I think it kind of takes away the... Um, the value of Lesnar as an ass kicker and the person that they've built him up to be these past four years. Yeah, the expensive reigns. Creating Suplex City. Yeah, he's becoming um, just and, collateral and, damage in the, at the expense of trying to build reigns as a face. Yeah, and it makes you and it makes you wonder if Brock is well aware and he really isn't resigning and he knows that he's dropping this this title. It makes you wonder: Will he really put forth an effort to really have a good match, or will he just kind of go with the motion and make it? As bad as people think it possibly could be, because 31 was good and obviously was saved by Rollins. Right. And I feel like his, his appearance on Raw gave me a little bit of hope that he definitely didn't phone it in. I liked how he came out. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it made me believe that maybe that wasn't in the script all along and they either told him to go back out. But it was all very... I didn't feel like he was rushing it or, or sometimes he'll make an appearance and he'll leave right afterwards. And it's right. like, really... Yeah, And I, I don't know, I just felt like this was done well and it was given time, and um, it definitely, after last week, I was getting sour on it, but I, I was saying to you that they should have some sort of a pull-apart brawl or some sort of a, uh, emphatic statement to really build this feud, and I thought that last night's segment was something that I've been looking for, and it, it leads me to believe, yeah, and it leads me to believe that next week I think I'll maybe they'll leave uh, Roman off the show because you have to wonder whether or not Roman is, is dealing with any type of... Uh, you know, criminal. Uh, yeah. Um, Bill here. And I think that you could have Lesnar and Heyman maybe do an interview and talk about what they did. You're cutting out a little bit. Uh, oh, it was a matter of time. How about now? Now you're good. I'm just thinking um, of Natasha Romanoff because you said get Romanoff TV. <laughs> from, I know. From Marvel. I, keep saying, <laughs> I, I keep saying his name in different ways. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that this will lead to a go home show that will be satisfying and. A match that I'm I'm I am looking forward to. I, mean, yeah. I can't lie. I mean, and and I do think that's a result of how they have been booking it thus far. Yeah, going off of uh, what you were saying a minute ago, will Lesnar be motivated enough to have a good match with Reigns? As you've said consistently, they were having a good match before Rollins cashed in at WrestleMania 31, and they have right. worked with each other several instances since then. So I think, you know, I have reason to believe that Lesnar has enough motivation to have a good match, especially if it's going to be his last his last impression at WrestleMania. If uh Absolutely. You know, he doesn't resign the contract. Yeah. No, I agree. And, um, um so I, I Yeah, sorry, go good. ahead. No, I was just going to say I think it was a solid I think it was a solid segment and flaws aside, it definitely piqued my interest. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just they're pushing Lesnar so hard as a heel. To try and make Roman as a face even palatable for, I mean, I guess not not for me because I just this kind of thing. Somebody else pointed out there's a reason The Rock never got arrested on TV. That was always a specifically Austin thing because it worked with his character. You know, this doesn't. This Absolutely. just feels forced to me. You know, as somebody who like lived through the Attitude Era. 
No, well, I agree in that respect. Um, but at least because he was suspended, it did make sense why he was getting arrested. It well, yeah. made sense why he had to go further with it. I think it made too much, too much sense to the point where it even maybe counteracted what they were ultimately trying to accomplish by having him get attacked in handcuffs. You know, like you're getting arrested because you're trespassing. That makes sense. The cops are just trying to make sure that they get you out of the ring safely by putting their hands on you and you attack them for it. That doesn't make sense. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely think that there were a lot of flaws with why and what they did. But, the execution of um, it, yeah. But what else is new? But, but, but just something about it, in the end, I wasn't as sour on it. Yeah, well, it ultimately accomplished what you were looking for, it sounds like. Yeah, definitely. Okay, and yeah, I'm down, with, I'm down with no Roman on Raw next week, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, I think showing. a lot of people are. I don't think, I mean, like I told you off air, I expect that he's, we need to find a new challenger for Lesnar because he's not even going to get at a trial before WrestleMania. He's got to be in custody based on what I saw last night. So I guess my perspective right. is askew. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And and actually, I guess I can add this little tidbit here. Samoa Joe has been confirmed for a May Raw event. And I think that that gives me at least uh, an indication that not only is Roman winning, what don't you fucking understand? Which was a foregone conclusion, but that Joe is probably going to be the first feud after that. Yeah, that's probably a safe bet, and that's a good call. Um, oh, I don't think I said that Roman and Joe are set for a match at that Raw. I don't know if I said that. But him okay. and Roman specifically will be in probably a dark match, because they usually locally advertise a match that doesn't really happen on the show. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I think that makes sense. And it makes me wonder if they'll give Roman a long title run because i think joe needs the title a lot more than reigns right now well that makes me think that you just sound optimistic if you think joe's going to be reigns in his first defense after all this after all this stuff we've been through maybe not the first well it is going to be after backlash so i don't think it'll be the backlash match i think it'll be after that oh uh, really i was thinking it would be an extended feud no but i mean the raw the Raw is happening after Backlash is happening, so it probably won't be, the feud won't be okay. in for Backlash. Right, 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 right. Pay per view is June, so when you consider it that way, yeah. you know, he won't drop it right away, but, you know, I don't know. I, I think that him having a short reign, I don't think, I don't think Vince <laughs> believes that we want reign. I think everyone knows reign. how we feel about reigns having a short reign, pun intended. But I think Vince has to know that. I mean, I'm not saying like a month reign, maybe even till SummerSlam is fine. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Uh, Just not a day later. But before that, I wasn't blown away. Right. I mean, look what happened with Ginger. I mean, Randy Orton is no Roman Reigns. He's already established. But you never know if he wants to get an NXT guy over. I know that was a joke, right? (laughs) (laughs) Getting getting an NXT guy over. Yeah. Uh, Technically, Roman (laughs) is an NXT guy. So I guess people forget that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, I forgot what happened directly after this segment to you. I mean, I know what happened on Raw. I just don't know what happens like chronologically next. Well, I think uh, I have Bliss versus Nia written down after Roman. Yeah, I just wrote down topics. Alexa, yeah, go ahead. Alexa versus Oscar next. Right, 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 right. Okay. So I thought that the match was good. I kind of knew exactly how this was going down. I mean, uh, yeah, Bliss has already lost to Oscar. You know that Nia was going to be on the prowl. So it was a matter of time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I'm still very confused by the Nikki James interpolation here. You gotta just get over it. She's healed now. She's friends with Alexa. Just deal with it. Well, it's not a matter of dealing with it. It's a matter of, I mean, if we're gonna have issues with things in the Roman Lesnar build, I have to have issues with things here, and I think that's a big one. 
And also, another big fuck-up to WWE. I watched the WrestleMania 35 press conference, which will be in MetLife Stadium. Okay. Oh, yeah. And Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax were not only sitting front row that I noticed only yeah. by uh, next to each other. Obviously, or else I wouldn't have that big of an issue with it. Uh, <laughs> next to each other, talking, where the camera wasn't on them, but you could see them in the crowd, and they were laughing and, and on, wow. on, on Facebook, taking a selfie together. And mm. then at the end of it... That's ridiculous. The chairman of MetLife called attention to all the superstars in the front row. I think it was Alexa, Naya, uh, Braun Strowman, who was in jeans. It was really weird and funny. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, Apollo and Titus O'Neil and oh, New wow. Day. Um, oh, and New Day. And then John Cena came out to talk along with Ronda. Um, but I don't know. It was just, I just hate when they do things like that. You know, I don't have that big of an issue with it when it's like Twitter and social media, even though it's still a big problem there. But it's, it, yeah, it, I, I kind of do. You're putting it on YouTube. It, that's I, ridiculous. I don't know no, that's ridiculous. People aren't watching it. I mean, when I was then watching it, there were 500,000 people watching. That's so crazy. So that's definitely people. So, uh, I guess that's outside kayfabe, I guess, but they should look back at the WrestleMania 14 press conference like we were recently. And during that same press conference, I give them credit, And on, on the other hand, because Ronda and Triple H had like a stare down. Because Triple H introduced Ronda to get on stage, oh, and then Ronda and, and uh, Triple H had like this like uh, uh, tense moment. And that definitely so happened in the last week them. or so? I'm sorry? That definitely happened in the last week or so? Because before that night, yeah, unless we're... Um, yeah. So this Man, happened that sucks. on, I think it was, uh, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, and that segment happened on Monday, where Naya heard what Alexa said. Wow, that's so sucks. I don't know why they were able to be in storyline with some feuds and not others. Because he's Vince's boy. Damn. But anyway, I digress. Um, other than that, there isn't much to say about what they did here. I think no, kind of yeah, it was yeah, exactly, um, exactly. I, I had Alexa and Naya, and a lot of people did, as the match at Mania. Two out of three ain't bad. Um, yep. I'm really happy for them both to have the singles match. I'm happy for the women. Yeah. The women having two singles matches are great, and um, I think Naya has to win, most likely. Totally. Um, I just don't know how they book her afterwards, which I, I'm actually, we don't need to talk about it now, but I'm actually more interested in that, is where they, what they do with Naya when they as a I face mean, champion feel, yeah i mean who <laughs> i mean unless somebody comes up which shana Bassler is the only incredible heel uh aside from billy and peyton but i don't see yeah either of them any title contention right away yeah i just don't see like do they have sasha banks go for it and then do they use like the bailey and sasha storyline oh to, maybe whichever one of them the title on that whichever one of them has turned heel yeah, maybe. I mean, or you just have them get defeated by Nia. But whichever one of them has turned heel, you're saying? Because one of them is going to be turning yeah, well, heel by between now and yeah. WrestleMania. Spoiler. Well, we know that Sasha and Bailey will not be having a singles match at this WrestleMania. That was unofficially confirmed because Sasha Banks said that she'll be in the Battle Royal. Oh, I, um, oh yeah, okay. So that's off the table. A lot of people are mad about that. I'm not. I think it would have gotten overshadowed on the Mania card. I think, especially now with Daniel Bryan's return, this Mania yeah. card has almost, and and this sounds like I'm ungrateful, but it has mm. almost too much going for it if Undertaker and Cena comes to fruition. I'm Which almost will. worried. I'm almost worried how they're going to tackle all of these really major matchups. Yeah, yeah, hopefully and they'll bounce it all. It's a, it's a hell of so a bouncing Sasha act. Bailey not being on the card may be to their benefit. Yeah. Um, so whether that's the optimist in me, I'm going to go that route, and maybe my SummerSlam dream will come true. Yeah. 
because if you have Nia as a babyface champion and maybe Sasha is a heel and gets the title, that's how you get to Sasha and Bailey with the title on the line. Totally, totally. And, uh, I don't know if you've heard the rumors of Bailey being the one to actually turn heel in this feud. I have. That's why I said it like um, I did. I don't think it should happen. I mean, I just don't. Sasha with money as a heel. And yeah, I think I'm happy yeah. with the way that Bailey is still, she's still looking good and undergoing some type of character development by sticking mm. up for herself and not being dumb and not, you know, uh, a hug after getting beat in a kendo stick match. Right. So I still think it, it could be good for both of them going forward. Most likely probably for Sasha, but I think for both of them. Okay. If, if Sasha turns heel, just to be clear. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I, I mean, I don't want to say Bailey will be bad as a heel. I just don't think it's worth even trying. Okay, because that kind of makes it sound like you're saying she'll be bad as a heel. <laughs> That's actually like no, a pretty dickish think, way to put it. I think it's, I think it's a risk. I think it was a risk turning Sami Zayn heel, and he turned out great. So maybe that could happen well, to Bailey. Go. I don't know. I just don't. It's a bad example, see, probably. I don't see the point in keeping Sasha as a babyface when she's been a proven great heel, and especially with the whole Izzy dynamic, which yeah. they would have to go back to, where she like ripped that fucking headband off Izzy's head, which was like one of the greatest heel moves in the last twenty years, I believe. Yeah, um, no, definitely I, that alone. But I mean, I don't know if alone. you can. I don't know if you can recapture that magic if they can even get Izzy back. You know, how old is Izzy now? That kind of worked because of the whole because of her. You know, she was young. She was. You know, it was created, helped create the atmosphere. Um, she's ten now, so I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's a. I mean, it, and especially if they find a it's, way to call it back somehow. I don't know. I'm not saying it needs to happen, but it could, and I think Sasha, it would be great for that. Yeah, yeah, because I think you did say it needed to happen a second ago. But in any case, uh, how did you feel about the way that Kurt Angle just announced the match between Nia and Alexa? Because I mean, granted, Nia has lost like a couple opportunities at that very same title you know, um, recently for WrestleMania already. She has, but she also lost those opportunities to Asuka in very well-fought matches that put her over in the eyes of the WWE Universe. That's true. Especially her Monday Night Raw match, which I think was designed, that finish was designed to begin this whole process. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. So I did think, wow, like, that was kind of lackluster. But at the same time, I think that Nia deserves it. I think if you look at the pecking order, and you already have Sasha at least talking about other plans for Mania, now, you could argue why, and someone like you should, who always argues for people wanting the championship opportunities. Don't tell me what to argue. You should wonder why, you <laughs> should wonder why Asuka, when she went to SmackDown, why all those women weren't going to Kurt Angle's office saying, well, who's going to be facing Alexa? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. So, I do. I do wonder that now. Thanks. Someone like Sasha, who put enough her... To wonder who put her friendship aside with Bailey in the, in the Elimination Chamber, as she said on Monday, her reasoning was because of the title. Yeah. Well, then, if you care about the title that much more where you're willing to risk the friendship, why aren't you inquiring about who the fuck is going to be the number one contender at the biggest show of the year? Yeah. I mean, you have to be watching WWE programming. Yeah, no, you're right. So, you're absolutely... I can't argue that. You're absolutely right. Yeah. So because Sasha said that she wanted to do, or not that she wanted to do, that she was going to do something else at WrestleMania, being the Battle Royal it kind of left open the fact that maybe all those other women are just going to be there. But now Nia has a legitimate gripe with Alexa. Right. And Alexa happens to have the title. And Nia is a worthy number one contender, despite her record. So when I look at that, I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I was just asking you. Because I did up until yeah. somewhere in the middle of the exchange between Kurt Angle and Alexa. I was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck that. It makes sense. Right. 
So, um, but the women division uh, on Raw, I'm I'm happy with. I think it'll be well accounted for. Uh, we'll get into SmackDown a little bit later. Totally. Um, another division that is not accounted for is the tag team division. Right. Right. We pretty much left it at he needs a partner, right? He needs a partner. After uh, all. I still think it's going to be Elias. Yeah, same. Oh, I mean, it's pretty. I feel like that's pretty much a lock. I've been thinking of creative ways they can get there. I've been thinking of Braun Strowman literally being in Kurt Angle's office saying, you know, I don't care who it is. It could literally be the next person who walks in this office. Yeah. And then you hear a guitar strum, and yep. that's Elias. There you go. I think you just booked it. But other than that, I don't think there are that many ways to get to it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there could be other ways to get to Elias, but yeah, not... there aren't, like, that many ways. So I don't know what they are going to actually do. Yeah. Can I tell you what they're um, going to do next week? Sure. Strowman versus Sheamus. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's a given. Um, <laughs> I mean, just, yeah, exactly. Just put it in the formula. That's what comes out. I got to tell you, though, I like how Cesaro, I like how that wasn't a squash match. I, I literally mean, was... Cesaro, what's up? No, I was just about to ask. Dude, He did he or did he not put up more fight against Strowman than anyone ever has in the WWE so far? Oh, well, not as much as Roman when they had those competitive matches. Yeah, but, uh, I guess. De- but definitely, but definitely uh, up there with, with not many others. Yeah. No, I do agree. Yeah. With, I, I get what you're saying, and I'm happy they did that. I mean, they actually, to be honest, in a year or two, I could see them being the main event of the pay-per-view because of Cesaro's strength, and they could have really went all out with that match. Oh, Obviously, man. it was a moment that raw match meant to build Strowman, so that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, they were holding they back. they had the ability... They, they definitely could have went there with things Zara can do, and, and I'm glad that that happened. And, and I'm wanted, sure Sheamus is going to be the same. You wanted to see him swing him, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, Sheamus will be awesome, too. Sheamus versus Strowman. Because they're all really physical, you know? And, yeah, and, and that's sick. how you almost... And that's how you make... I mean, Sheamus and Cesaro, I think, are inevitably losing the, the tag titles, which... As much as I love Strowman, and I would argue that he probably should win this match, I do think that for what Sheamus and Cesaro has done for the Raw division, they are better in terms of tag team uh, coherency yeah. and like being like a unit. Yeah. Um, obviously, Braun and Elias wouldn't last long anyway, so maybe this will just lead to Sheamus and Cesaro becoming five-time champions in a matter of no time. Yeah. But regardless, I think it'll be a fun ride, and it'll be different and interesting. And I don't advocate for you know, disposing of the rest of the division to the point that the poor Revival are now advocating themselves to get in the under the giant memorial battle royal oh. by a single person. Yeah, yeah. Real, actually, real quick, because I did want to talk about that for a second. Real quick, though, uh, the idea of Elias just walking into Kurt's office after he says the next person to walk in is your partner, I like more the idea that Kurt actually puts them together because then you have a team formed by the current GM versus a team formed by the previous GM. In Mick Foley, you know? Yeah, but what could Kurt Angle say as his rationale like Mick Foley? Mick Foley gave a great promo as to why he put them together. I don't know much. He could literally just say, I'm following, I'm following his formula of just, you know, the guy that you're, that you're currently feuding with, you're now a team. <laughs> Which is essentially what Mick, Mick Foley did if you boil it down. Yeah, but he did talk about things that resonated with the universe, like them being mistreated and being talented and all this stuff. No, I, mean, I know. That's why I yeah, said if you boil it down. But but you could also just say that Elias and Braun are both two great top stars in the future of the company, which they yeah. are. Yeah. So oh, either way. And my idea for Braun winning the titles by himself actually was, I think, given a little bit of new life when the revival claimed they were going to be the first tag team to win the Andre Battle Royal, because I yeah. figured they could do that 
and then right after that at Braun were the single tag team champion, then they could say they toppled one giant, they want to topple another, and maybe actually defeat Braun just through the use of excellent tag teamwork. I thought I'd pitch it to you like that. What do you think? Braun and Elias or Braun alone? No, Braun alone. I mean, it's not going to happen, obviously, but I'm just saying wishfully. What do you think? No, that's great. That is a very, I would love that. Because they're all about tag team wrestling. They have their, I think, you could argue that technically they're better in the ring than the Uso, than the New Days, but they're being extremely mistreated, and uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And I wish it would happen. You think they have any chance of winning the Battle Royal as a tag team? Oh, and the God, com- no. No, I think, I think oh. Rusev is going to win. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I guess I'll take that. Yeah, I, I have I have Rusev pegged. I don't know what it'll mean. The people's choice. I think that. Just like Cesaro yeah. and Baron Corbin before him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Half of them. Um, yeah, but- I know. And, and what, what other... Um, I'm trying to think of any other tag team stuff before we move on to the IC title. I think that was it, right? Yeah. That's all I got. So I'm excited for this match. I think that all three of these guys, and The Miz, you know, as much as I think he deserves a spot in the card, I don't care about his spot as much as I do about Balor, and especially Rollins. Right. Um, I think the spot on the card is fine, um, but uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I feel like this match, well, it has been done already, and it was an amazing match. Yeah. And it got fucked up by both Samoa Joe and Bray Wyatt, and that's how The Miz won. I forgot about that and part, I but go ahead. I feel like the bill to this one makes me believe that The Miz has to win, almost. And I don't think that it's necessary. Why do you say that? Because I see, because I can't decide which of Rollins or Balor is walking out with the title, but I think one of them is. Oh, because of the longest reigning whatever he's talking Every about? Every single week, they have been getting one up on The Miz. They beat him consecutively. They beat him in a tag team match last week. Now a bigger one this week. They keep saying how The Miz, essentially, if you hear Corey Graves, how it isn't fair, he has no chance. There's also the Miztourage this time. Yeah, but the Miz is going to effectively turn them against each other by WrestleMania. So the Miz will have the one-up going into WrestleMania, the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, if that happens, that's fine. But my main issue is Balor not being the demon. Do you think he's not going to? No, well, the WrestleMania poster already came out, and he's not in demon, which doesn't mean that he won't be. Right. It is interesting. He's not in it in the graphic. And I feel like a really easy way to get there, even though you don't really need one, as far as I'm concerned, when he comes out and it's the demon, it'll be a huge pop, and there won't be need for any justification other than it's Finn Balor's first fucking WrestleMania, and we have been imagining this entrance for fucking years. Yeah. I mean, I, that's enough <laughs> yeah. for me, personally. Yeah. Um, but even if they needed to rationalize it, since they've turned it into this, like, corny thing. And they usually do. Say, you know, we... You know, the myth can say, who even wants to see this match? It's already been done. And Finn Balor can say, oh, well, you're right. It has been done. But now it'll be done with the Demon King. Even if you need a justification, which is probably corny in itself. Um, I, I was literally should at least be the Demon King for this. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. I was literally going to say, are they going to have the three-way on the Monday night before WrestleMania? Because that's usually what they do is they'll have the match without the Demon makeup on the go-home show, which Finn would lose, obviously, based on, you know, at least the few times that it's happened on the main roster. Yeah, it happened with Rollins where he, that's when he debuted it, and then it happened with uh, the Wyatt feud as well, correct? Yeah, but then by that logic, he would almost have to win at WrestleMania in Demon Garb. But anyway, I don't think they're going to have The Miz say, 
you know, nobody wants to see this match because it's been done already. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still on the fence as to whether or not they're even going to reference the first match between them because that was a Raw match and this is WrestleMania. So they want people to kind of, anyone who doesn't already know, to kind of just approach it with fresh eyes. Uh, yeah, I mean, they did put it on their top 25 matches in 2017 at the same time, so I don't know if it would hurt them by acknowledging that they had a great match before. Yeah, how many also. times did they talk about the top 25 matches list on Raw, though, you know? Well, I'm not saying that they would cite it on the top 25 matches. I'm just saying that it's a match that they themselves have canonized. Yeah. So if you want people to, if you want, if you want to find a way to build a match, you could say, "Wow, these three guys put on a really fucking awesome match, and it's gonna uh, happen again." You guys don't read the script, right? I don't read the script. Script reads me. Yeah. You don't need to, but I'm just saying that you can spin it in a way that can advertise it as well. But I see what you're saying too. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the way that the Balor Club beat Miztraj, as we all knew was going to happen? But then right after the match, the Miztraj was able to take. Uh, Gallows and Anderson out to the point where they could then overwhelm and three-on-one assault Finn Balor to the point where Seth Rollins had to step in and save the day when they had just been beaten by that very same team that they then... Over- like, if you can do that, then just do it during the match and beat the Balor Club, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that wasn't the first time we've seen that spot in wrestling, though, too. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I feel stable beats up on someone after they lose immediately. No, but um, someone with more... someone with this equal numbers... That's uh, I can't remember another time where they where they got beaten by the face team, but then took the team out to the point where they could three on one assault one of them. I, it's weird, in my opinion. Obviously not in yours so much. I, I mean, it's weird. I just think it's a trope that that that, that they do as a way for the heels to retain their heels. I, I and also, I mean, Valor was initially down. It was a three on two on Gallows and Anderson, and then it was a three on one. So. I guess I was kind of okay with that facet of it, and it did kind okay. of make sense in my eyes. Yeah, I guess I, I guess that makes sense the way they did it. Um, <laughs> uh, did you want to keep uh, talking about that? Or? <laughs> oh, well, then after that, Seth Rollins winds up coming out on, uh, well, not on top. But right, but he, he makes winds up makes a save, yeah. And there's a stare down with Bala, right? Yeah, more or less. And his music plays, so he was kind of like the unsung hero of the segment. There's always like one superstar spotlight, and I would say that was Rollins. Rollins, yeah, totally. Totally, same. So um, it was fine in that respect. I, I'm just worried about, they only have two weeks left, but I don't know what else they're going to do. Yeah. And it's convenient, it's convenient that Gallows and Anderson were with Balor, but I also don't even know if there are plans for that going forward, because that's still like, that was a big deal when they first started. Now I almost forgot for a minute that they were together until... They were with them on Monday. Well, yeah, they forgot. I mean, they haven't been together for a couple weeks now. Like they were, t- it seemed oh, like they were together, but so now, now they have the new Balor Club shirt. So I suspect that's why they put them together again for the week. Yeah, Try to sell that, sell that merch. That's a good, that's a good uh, observation. Yeah, um, it's a shame so, Ambrose isn't around. It would be cool to do the three way, you know, three on three on three situation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Throw some more games in there. <laughs> yeah. Now you're talking for WrestleMania. So let's talk about John Cena. Sure, if we have to, which I think we do. So <laughs> we do. Um, I was expecting. I, I, sorry, I didn't say this last oh, week. I was expecting the American Badass just to catch everybody up. Oh, right. I was kind of swayed they, by they that. Didn't have that. Yeah, I was yeah. kind of swayed by that. Those rumors. So I am still expecting whenever he shows up. Sorry, you, you can go ahead and then I'll wait and say what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, well, I was just going to say that I hear a lot of people liking this, and I think that there's a lot to like. I think it's different for Cena Feud. 
I think that we're past the hump of it being John Cena really make it to WrestleMania. I think all I think eighty percent of the audience is pretty is pretty aware that the match is going to happen. Would you agree? 80%, yeah, seventy five to eighty percent. No, seems that way to me because I because I feel that way, if not stronger. Yeah. And like, you know, casual fans, like, you know, like my mom, for example, she actually thinks that there isn't a chance. So that's a small, she's in, she's in the minority for sure. Right, right. Nonetheless, I do think that the American Badass thing is a cool, um, yeah, I think as, I don't want to take some of your reasoning, but we were talking through texting, so the listeners don't know what we said about it. But right. Just the way that he could really approach the feud could be differently from, utilizing that gimmick as opposed to the dead man gimmick, which he hasn't, you know, Raw 25 was probably the loosest he's spoken in a while, but, you know, it could be a nice transition from that where it isn't totally like, you know, the country side of American Badass. You know, he kind of got really country-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I don't think we need that. Um, I, I, I do want him to retire as the, the dead man. I think he needs to. And whether well, I feel or not like, see, see, I think part of the argument for him coming as the American Badass this year would be that the dead man is already retired, hence, like I said to you in the text, hence the strip show, but hence the reason, you know, he had left his gloves in the ring prior to that, and then last year he left his gloves, his hat, his jacket, which definitely well, says something symbolically. It does, but he did it 32 when he came back to 33. That was just with his gloves, it, though. Last year it was pretty much everything, like the entire right. dead man gimmick, so to speak. Right, you could interpret it that way. I don't know if that's what what that actually yeah, I meant. Am. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody does. Well, um, I think with this but, part but, of this theory is interpreting it that way is all. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, especially with Kane being here, I don't know why that swayed me to think more yeah. so that the Undertaker will be the dead man because they have been together while he was that other incarnation of his character. The took Bad the Ed. words right out of my mouth. But. I don't know. I'll be happy with either. Um, yeah. I know you were worried about his entrance at WrestleMania, but uh, maybe he could light some more caskets on fire like he did yeah. last time he was in New Orleans. <laughs> That's true. Um, That's true. No, and, I, I, I was just saying that I think, you know, with being able to ride the bike out is definitely a big check in favor of this theory, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean let, I'm sure he wouldn't argue that either. Then again, last year, I think they had him emerge out of the ramp, which was like, you know, Halfway down the ramp, if not further. Well, so, I mean, there are ways around it. Was bizarre too. I mean, it was last probably the biggest was on ever. On a whole other level. Yeah. Oh my god, it was almost too big. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Because um, Hunter looked good. Hunter and Steph on the motorcycle going down it. That seemed like forever. And they had a motorcycle, not as fast as Undertaker yeah. usually is. But uh, oh, and of course, our other theory is that uh, Kid Rock is performing. They didn't say what he's performing. You know, last year when Flowrider and Pipple were performing, you know what they were performing because the theme song was by them. Did they say he's performing? WWE is saying? Oh, wow. Oh, then I think it's all but a given. He's going to play The Undertaker out since The Undertaker has come out to Kid Rock before American Badass. Took the words right out of my mouth. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Fuck, you just stole them. No, it's okay. That's that's the truth. (laughs) Because um, it's useless now, isn't it? But I think Taker would have to come out next week. I think that uh, a lot of people saying John Cena is the only one who could um, build this feud with, without The Undertaker in this match even then. Um, look what Bray Wyatt did for his second WrestleMania match. Yeah, He had The Undertaking, pun intended, <laughs> of nice. building that feud. And you could say what you wanted at the Bray Wyatt character and how he's written, but he did a damn good job. Yep. For Undertaker not appearing until the actual event started. 
that was a pretty revolutionary kind of thing and a different twist on the Taker match in general, yeah. which I liked. Yeah. And I feel like they're still approaching his matches with this either uh, a story to them or, or something. And I still like that. The matches still mean something. So I think every year is more important because we don't know when it's his last. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, so would you so, be in favor and, of them putting a retirement stipulation on this match? Um, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think I'd be against it. Uh, but what would it lead to? Yeah. Because I said on this I show mean, a while ago... I mean, Undertaker losing and retiring. <laughs> well, right. And you know that I wishfully said the opposite. Right. I think, I think I'm on record saying that, too. I think I made it to air. Well, um, in any case, you would but, have John Cena lose to Undertaker. And have him disappear for a year or two and maybe even come back. And I don't think anyone would care. And it's been done before and whatever. Yeah, you're talking um, about with the retirement stipulation in place. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Having Taker go out, losing two years in a row. Yeah. It just, I don't know. I think I, I would leave the retirement and all that stuff out of it and just have Taker win. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like, wishfully speaking. Wishfully speaking. That's yeah. what I would, my ideal thing would be a good match. People also are saying it will be good. It's five years too late. And I don't think they're crazy for saying that. No. And I think people are pointing to Undertaker's performance last year. Mm-hmm. But I think he still hung in there for, I think that match was about 26, 27 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, he definitely so, hung. And it doesn't need to be that long either. It, it doesn't, I mean, well, it doesn't need to was, be the main event, in my opinion. Well, it's not going to be the main event. Oh, um, okay. Well, I that think that. It. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, you know that on my wishful card, I would have done this match sooner and made it the main event and maybe even added a retirement stipulation on it, and the whole Roman Taker thing never would have happened. Yeah. Um, I, and I think then it could very well be the main event in any other year. But Prior I'm year, fine yeah. With it. I'm fine with it not this year. I think it's fine with just a match, and that's why I think Taker... It wouldn't be a big deal if Cena loses, you know? Yeah. They they chose to not make it as big as it could have been. You know what I mean? Like that was a that was a choice on their part. By not doing so it whatever we're yeah, so whatever we're getting now, I truly thought that it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, the fact at this that point, we're getting it, I'm, point, I'm okay yeah. with. Yeah, same. Okay, same. Um, so yeah, I guess moving on. What did you think about the ultimate deletion Monday night? Oh boy, you're jumping right into it. Um, yep, feet first. Well, actually, that's the only other thing left I'm going to talk about. Um, what a coincidence! Overall, I enjoyed it. There were a lot of similarities to the past one, but I think after watching it three times in total, I think that it effectively utilized and added new and made it WWE-ish. They checked all those boxes for me. Okay. Um, There was a lot of attention paid to it. You could tell that they actually took the time. They hired Borash, is apparently working on this. They had our brother Nero appearance, which, you know, the whole misdirect from Revy saying that we don't need him, and then he's in there for that short period of time. I thought it was fine if you're really going under the premise that everyone saw the first one and everybody understands what's going on. Like well, I mean, everybody me knows that they're brothers. Fine for you. Everybody knows that they're right. brothers. Yeah, but but why he would appear and Jeff Hardy, who who was pushed as this the big return uh, last year at WrestleMania with his brother Matt, right? Go ahead. Now he's you know coming back from injury. His first his first frame is a short little clip. Like I got why no, he was at Raw twenty five. He's, he's at Raw 25. In a backstage poker segment. Yeah, okay. But still. But it was really cool seeing Bray Wyatt and Brother Nero in the same frame. Definitely. And, um, you know, everybody wanted to see myself, including Husky Harris, come out of the Lake of Reincarnation. And I think he that... He still might. They left and it I, open-ended. Well, 
I think that WWE know that the Lake of Reincarnation was one of the more popular parts of it. And I think right. that that being the, the cliffhanger is brilliant on their end. Because yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I... To end on, it's that. Yeah. What happens with the Bray Wyatt character? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was my thing when I said that the bars should do the open challenge at WrestleMania, remember? Part of my wishful WrestleMania was that the open challenge was answered by Broken Matt Hardy and Broken Bray, whatever that looked like. Right. The implication being that basically it would end the way that it did end. So I think, there, yeah. in other words, I think the reveal is coming at WrestleMania of whatever this new incarnation of Bray will be. Well, yeah, but it won't be in that tag situation because no. that there's no longer that possibility. Right. So right. I no, 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 no. how they do that. But I think it will still be at WrestleMania. It's too close to WrestleMania, you know, not to be. See, I'm fascinated by that because I kind of thought that they did this as a way to devote an episode of television to them, put them in the main event, and to just move on from it. So where would you put them? In an actual match? Like, what would you do? Maybe just a spot at WrestleMania. Like, you don't even advertise it. You know, you just have Broken Matt Hardy come out in between matches and introduce, you know, Broken Matt's Broken Protégé, be it Husky Harris or... I mean, I'm I'm concerned that it might be something underwhelming, like just Bray Wyatt when he first came into the WWE, which which was like the... uh, I don't know if I wanted to be paid character. What do you mean? Yeah, no. I don't know if I want it to be paid off so soon, though. I'm kind of willing to wait it out a bit. And Bray Wyatt just I don't to be know gone? I, like, yeah, I mean, just because WrestleMania is coming, we need to, like, push this new... I don't know, I think that you, you don't could think really, it's too you close to proximity at, not to answer it or even mention it at WrestleMania? I, I think, think it could be mentioned. I don't think it needs to be answered. And I think that the, the next answer is coming, and it's going to be another video. I don't think necessarily this is going to be... I'm picturing this staying in this format and then really going forward with another full concept in yeah. maybe a month or two. Yeah. So, didn't, I didn't don't know. I wouldn't mind if... I'd... Sorry, go ahead. What's up? No, I was going to say, it didn't take you out of it at all when, they, like, for example, the wheelchair and the lawnmower, uh, the mower of lawns and the chair of wheels <laughs> thing? No, like because, when, when he's, because when he's... you just said that. Chair of wheels and, a, and what, you know what I mean? Like, like well, that so was funny, but what I mean is the idea of him like trying to run Bray Wyatt over with the lawnmower, for example, um, just what, to you, pull one asking, thing out of one aspect of it. Asking if I had a problem with it, or or the problem with the fact that it kind of pulls you out a little bit, or at least for me, I have that fear for other people watching, but I think I, I understand that I can't take it that you know seriously that maybe i don't if that makes sense i don't know i guess yeah. i didn't really think about that part too much yeah um or like even with vanguard regardless. one any of the stuff with vanguard one you know when they show bray wyatt looking at the house and and matt asks if it looks familiar i mean notwithstanding the fact that i love that i loved it in theory but his place that got burned down by randy orton to me didn't look anything like uh the place that matt was leaning against including when they kept cutting back and forth between the two See, I the minute I saw it, I said, "Oh my god, is, is that the house? Is that the house that got burned down?" In my head, really interesting, interesting. Oh yeah, swear to God, I, I right and, when I saw okay, it, even and, still, and, and the vignette videos. Let's when, say when he was in the rocking chair, which they showed. Let's okay, so let's say it is. But my point that I'm getting at is when they're cutting back and forth between it, it just you know that that has to take you out of it a little bit because it reminds you. It's just a, a glaring reminder. That you're watching a pre-produced, you know, pre-edited production. But but everyone doesn't know that. 
No, everyone knows, but they don't specifically visually remind you during in-ring matches, like reoccurringly, just by comparison. Well, that's why they, they can't happen every week. It happens in moderation. Right, okay. You know? Yeah. 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 Believe me, you're not the only one who thinks anything that you're saying. I think you're right. I just think that... These are the concerning aspects I, I of it. All in all, I liked it. I just think I'm shocked that I saw it on WTV, to be honest. Yeah. That's still... Having seen the original on TNA, yeah, definitely. Especially, like, setting-wise. And as your uh, statistician, I've been keeping up with the views mm-hmm. because this will really determine whether or not... Um, oh, and speaking of statisticians, Dana Brooke got thrown by Ronda Rousey in an untelevised segment with my net raw. Yeah. Did you see it? No, I didn't. I saw that it was um, on YouTube. Man, I didn't get a you chance gotta to watch see it. This. And first of all, I always advocate for using the network to their advantage, and I think that if they wanted the deletion to main event Monday Night Raw, you could have said, go on the network, Ronda Rousey will be appearing in arena right after it aired. And then you could have aired this and shown it. And they didn't, and it's fine, and it's on the YouTube, and it got a lot of views, like 4 million views. Yeah. Um, but the way she threw Dana, it wasn't a traditional wrestling move, and it's almost what I wish she did to Steph, but it was so vicious that I understand why they didn't. Yeah. I mean, she, like, flung her out of the ring. Damn, that's crazy. Um, I really got to watch it. So. By the way, the ultimate deletion wasn't on the Hulu version of Raw, because I went to watch it back. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what that says about it, but there you go. Um, But obviously, Roman attacking U.S. Marshals was all over it. Throwing elbows. It was Elbow City in there. Yeah, I don't know where... The first video that shows isn't the WWE version. Yeah, there's a full-length like version of it. Yeah, the backwards version, where it says dilapidated city backwards. Um, no, it just says WWE the Ultimate Deletion full match. Yeah, because the WWE just released it in parts. Yeah, why did they do that? I don't know. Tweet at WWE. Ask them. But I just think it's weird because remember when I messaged you and I told you that it had like what one point whatever views? Yeah. I guess they took that video down because I can't find it anymore. Hmm. I swear to you, I saw one point four million, and then that's so weird, man. Because it's useless now, isn't it? All right, that's strange. You better get your facts straight, man. Otherwise, I'm going to treat my statistician like WWE treats theirs. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Throw him in there with Ronda Rousey, and it won't even be on TV. Okay. I see. Fair enough. Don't worry. I'm not going to put you with Titus Worldwide. I don't know what I was looking at. Uh, You ready to move on to SmackDown? Oh, okay. First of all, I found the video I was talking about. It says, Bray Wyatt's fate is sealed in the Lake of Reincarnation. and I think it's the ending of it. The last couple minutes of it has 2 million views. And that's what had 1 million views. Oh, wow. When I told you, remember? Okay, yeah. Um, Which makes sense. It's the ending. Yeah. Has two million views. Do they all um, have about the same amount of views? Uh, well, the one WWE was smart and used Jeff Hardy's face to be the one that shows up in the still. So that one has two million, and the rest have like four hundred thirty, two hundred thirty-one, two hundred twenty-five. Oh man! So people are watching all of it. No, that sucks. So I don't know why they just didn't release it together. That's really weird. Yeah, they're weird. That's they what, usually only throw impacted. five minute videos at the most. On .com. No, but I know, but I thought that they would treat it like Impact did and like still make it like a feature, like have like a director's cut. Yeah. That's weird. I well, think they did it with the New Day thing, too. Yeah. The compound. Whatever. 
Um, the Ronda Rousey package. Oh, yeah. Th- those are good. Those are good. Love them. I always love them. W's production team is incredible and all that stuff. Great. But are we just going to ignore the fact that this is Kurt Angle's first WrestleMania in 10 fucking years? And this is a big moment for him as well? By the looks of things, yeah, we are. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. If it was his first match, I think it would be different if it was his first match back. Fair enough, but it's still Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Don't tell Name me. the last part-time star who that wasn't even at least kind of made a big deal between Sting or uh, Brock or it's just it's weird. I mean, and, I'm sure they'll mention it to find make a big deal. The fact that it was Sting's well, first WrestleMania wasn't all over the video package. No, but that was also when his first match. Right. But I don't know. I, I, it just makes no sense not to at least talk about. Yeah. And it bothers me a little bit. Clearly. Um, and I'm happy that, you know, Ronda's, I think they're doing well with her by making her look sympathetic and saying what she said. And It's all about her. There to, and I feel like that's, you know, Degree's fault. And, of course, it's going to make someone like a fan who doesn't look at things like I look at them and get mad at Ronda for that. I think that's WWE's intention, I think. I don't think they're, no. I mean, the way they're framing it, it's that Kurt's on, if you like Kurt, you support Ronda, you know? Well, just that by notion default. I'm okay with. I'm okay with that notion. It's just that, you know, Ronda should also be speaking up the importance of, you know, her being the one to be with Curtin's first match and what that means to her and, and not ruining his legacy. And I don't know. I, I just, there's there's a few more weeks, so I'm hoping something is said. Yeah, But right we'll now, see. that's my only complaint about it. Uh, other than that, I think they're doing a really great job. Um, yeah, except for the fact I, that they said that she was going to be there every week and she hasn't been. Well, she was there this week. So for the well, paying I, you can holder, tell on TV. Yeah, but that mainly applies to people who are buying tickets in the arena. You know I what know, I mean? but everybody heard it, not just the people that are going to the shows. Oh, I agree. But, I mean, to be honest, I think she's still feeling it out. And I like that this one, as much as I wanted it to be on the network, you know, she was very loose and a little more comfortable, it seems. And I think yeah. that it did her good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah. Um, I actually I had those. I had the package up as a part of SmackDown. To be clear, I, I bunched it with the Oscar package because they both aired on SmackDown too. Because I thought the Oscar package that just aired, or at least I only saw it on SmackDown. That I thought that was great as well. Oh, I totally agree. Um, they do really good with her, and I think it's smart. Um, I did not like Charlotte's reaction to watching the video package and what they scripted Natalia to say to her afterwards. I thought that was. I thought the reaction the was kind of tame compared to what Natalia said about it. I thought it was all Natalia was definitely blowing it out of proportion based on what I saw. Yeah, now. and I feel and I felt like it would just be better with like an interviewer there interviewing Charlotte to have her communicate like a human. And they script Natalia like she's this robot. Like, do you? And I love Natalia as a worker. You know this, and the listeners know it. But her, the way they script her, she sounds like she's like a fucking Stepford wife. Yeah. Like mechanical and like plastic, and it's fucking uncomfortable. Yeah, or like the you grandparents, know, or like the grandparents in Get Out, to make a more current reference. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's Charlotte. She's gonna beat you, and then like whips her hair, walks away. Like it's so choreographed. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. That's part of the big, big problem. And it's a shame because Natty's fans know that that she's a really funny, outgoing, you know, chill out person, but. The casual viewer doesn't give a fuck about that. Yeah, you know what the so, casual viewer knows about her? That she's related to Bret Hart and cats. Yes, that's literally <laughs> it. But, um...
But so that didn't undermine the entire video package. But I do think that they need to stop doing things like that in general. Totally and, agree. Um, you know, Natalia beating Charlotte and, you know, all that stuff, I didn't mind. The match was probably the best on SmackDown, to be honest, just because they're incapable yeah. of having a bad one. I don't know where they're going with this. I really don't want Carmella to cash in at WrestleMania. I know that really? he's beaten this dead horse, and, and I think it's logical. Even if Oscar wins? Because that, that, you had said that before. I just think either way, I just think this is the first time we are getting a dream women's match. Honestly, in WWE history, like we always have these dream singles matches. You know, uh, Sean and Taker and Triple H and Taker. And with the women's revolution, we haven't had that for WrestleMania. And this is one of them. And I just don't want it. I don't want it ruined by that. And that's just how I feel I don't about think that it. That has to ruin it, though. It it, it takes so it up even not, further. It takes it. It ups the any even further. But then, but then the final blow off match isn't on WrestleMania, and and I don't, I don't know. I just that part I don't like. So you want this to be the happen. one and only time they go against each other until maybe a future? No, but I would like the no, no. But I would like Austin, you know, a, a, a fucking undefeated streak and all they put with this to have you know. Uh, a feel-good female women's title moment like all the other male uh, winners have had. No, it will. Here. It will have that moment. That moment will just be immediately followed by F-A-B-U, you know, the rest of it. I don't know. That's just the way I feel about it. If it happens, I think it could shoot Carmella. I love Carmella. And, I, you know, it'll be a risky move. But if they go for it, they'll go for it. But yeah. I just don't... Um, and if they don't, they won't. Yeah, I mean, is there any chance Charlotte wins... Yeah, I think that there definitely is a chance Charlotte wins. Yeah. And then gets cashed in on by Carmella. <laughs> I've been considering a finish where Asuka is in the figure eight for so long that she passes out. And for the first time in, I think, maybe ever, you know that spot when like a wrestler is like, you know, either have has a hole, but their arms are down, so the, so the referee's pinning and they have to get a knock yeah. really quickly. Do that finish, but have Asuka like literally pass out from the pain that they count to three, and that's how it ends. Wow, that would so be crazy. Asuka, so it's almost like a Stone Cold thing, essentially. It's yeah. super protecting Asuka, but it's not protecting her in a way that's so obvious. It's like an innovative thing that isn't done all the time. I mean, again, I want to say ever, but I don't want to make that claim here. Yeah. I don't know that. Yeah. But not often, but not often. Definitely not. And, I've um, never seen it, for one. Where something like that actually results in a three count, I mean. And I think that for someone like her... I would pull out a finish like that. And I think that it, you know, it, it, it'd be an epic match. And if you want to even after that, do the whole Carmella thing, that's fine. But for that streak to end like that, I would just want that moment to simmer in and just go forward. Yeah. Not, not sucked up by anything. So, and that's even if Oscar loses, which probably won't happen. So either probably way, not. but I mean, I'm, I'm just so excited uh, for this match. It's, Same. It's crazy. Yeah, same. Yeah, I was really, really, really crazy during that video package. I was like, oh, man, I can't fucking wait for this match. Yeah, totally agree. Um, um, did you think that, that there was a chance Carmella would successfully cash in last night? No. Okay. No. Yeah, same, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, why would she, even um, in kayfabe, why would her character even want, cause, because I would think the implication would then be that she has to, Sub at least sub in for Charlotte in the match at WrestleMania. If not now, it would be a three way. Just well, right. going down yeah, that like, road that they're obviously not and shouldn't go down. Yeah, unless Carmel is just like you know heel who's on this like rush and she just wants to get there to get there. Yeah, um, she's starting to get impatient. With, 
especially with two weeks to go and not everyone knowing her that well. And although I think she can handle the microphone part of it and even the in-ring part of it, if she has to, it just wouldn't to some people feel big. Yeah. Um, I think Carmella cashing in at Mania is a lot more likely than before. And last night. Oh, last definitely. Night. Definitely. But uh, I think this whole thing was done really so Natalia could win, it seems. Yeah. Which is, I guess, fine, but it also achieves the whole idea that she is still money the bank winner. And I haven't really seen someone use an attempted cash-in to interfere in the results of another match, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's a first. I mean, it was she so basically... It was kind of creative. She seemed to be attempting to do what Rollins did at 31, which is join the match, obviously. But I guess if, yeah. if, if at the end of the day, the commentators also suggested that, obviously, because they've been seen together lately or whatever, been been friendly together or whatever. Yeah, and they like, kind of embraced after the match, too, so... Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah. but it was like a fine segment. I thought it was a good use of all those women, and it actually surprised me. I, I liked everything involved. Yeah, same. Same here. And the other women's tag match we briefly talk about was fine. Um, the way the Riot Squad and Absolution... Absolution, I think, has a little more credibility at this point. Yep. But I think they could have won last night. But you also want to build Naomi and Becky, and they're all going to be in that women's battle royal. So, again, another fine segment. Yeah. Um, it's just... Totally agree. Do you want a new act losing so close to WrestleMania? You know, does it matter? Is the other question? Does but it matter? Yeah, that, I don't. I don't really think it matters yeah. that much. Uh, the biggest um, thing coming out of SmackDown, I mean, you're going into yeah, SmackDown and coming we out. We are of, really avoiding the, the main yeah the thing elephant here. in the room here. We buried the lead. <laughs> Daniel Bryan cleared to return. Because <laughs> that is uh, just obviously amazing news. I guess this was the time for it to happen too. If it was going to happen, you know. Oh, yeah. Because I think, I I guess, in kayfabe, he doesn't know that he's going to wrestle WrestleMania yet. But obviously, he's going to. So, I mean, especially given the way SmackDown ended. So, I just thought it was a little weird that he said, you know, I hope that happens. He kind of had to leave that part of it open-ended. When clearly everyone is like, yeah, duh, that's why the crowd was just chanting WrestleMania. Yeah, and it's also, you know, everyone kept saying this payoff is only going to work if Brian can work at WrestleMania. I mean, Liam, this feud has been one of the longest WWE has told in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a layered, yeah. layered. We've been sick of it for a while. But not always. Not always, I think. No, 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 not always. Too. Yeah. Um, but, but to think about it, that the U.S. Championship feud with Kevin and, and AJ back in July was a part of this, and and at WrestleMania last year to a degree. Yeah, um, I was just thinking that. And you know, the dissension of Shane and Brian will still make maybe people think that there's going to be a swerve at WrestleMania, and maybe there even should be. I mean, would you do something like that here? I mean, obviously Brian needs to be safe if he's going to be a, a competitor moving forward. Yeah. Um, and if he's a competitor moving forward, does WWE use him as an attraction star? Do you think is that the best way to use him? Don't make him wrestle a live event, full-time schedule, just I think have him around weekly. I hope they ease him into it and just kind of play it by ear. But eventually, I mean, dude, based on last night, he looks like he's ready to go. He did look great. He looks like he's ready to hit the ground running. And I'm not a big Dan O'Brien fan. I think he is obviously undeniable and incredible in-ring talent, and I would never yeah. dispute that. Maybe yeah. one of the best all around. I'm aware that there's arguments made for him. Um, Definitely. You know, just something personally about him. It just annoys me, I think, and um, I like to root against him often. That's just how it's always been. Okay. Um, but I don't want to be a criminal oh, podcaster I, by, by I saying only... that he's not a talented. 
What's up? I can only imagine how good you felt the night that uh, Triple H turned on him and then Orton cashed in Money in the Bank the night oh, he won the title for the man. first time. Oh, my God. And Orton was my guy. Well, is my guy. Yeah. Still, but back then, even more so. Yeah. But, yeah. So it must so, have really um, stunk so, when he stuck it back in your face at WrestleMania 30. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... Oh, that was awful beating. Yeah, that was a bad one. Uh, but, no, but, 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 but as a viewer of, 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 of wrestling entertainment, I understood that a very big storyline was just paid off. And I... I or I, will, I, be, will be paid in that off. Moment. Well, I meant him winning the title in that moment, even as oh, I oh, oh, right, right, right. Oh, okay. You know, I, 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 we felt, I felt now. something for him. Okay, yeah. But uh, but now, you know, I like how um, he he was emotional. So we put up a little excitement, a video of him, like, kind of uh, making this uh, return speech, mm-hmm. similar to the way they did one for him making his farewell speech and juxtaposed it. And uh, it's truly an amazing feat in sports, in sports and entertainment that I yeah. haven't seen in a while. Um, I mean, even being, you know, in the psych field with concussion research, Seth Rollins tweeted this too. I mean, this could have some far reaching effects for a lot of pl- athletes in the future. It's, I was blown away. Um, so obviously I'm very happy for him. Yeah. And, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's next week, but I guess we assume that our Kevin and Sammy going to have to fight for their job back. I don't know if you've read the David Wash from WWE.com. The profiles are removed. Yeah. So they're really going and all in. The match is taken off of the it. WrestleMania page. Sammy versus Kevin. Yeah. It's been taken down. Yeah. I mean, it would anyway, but yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I guess. Going down? I mean, I, I, I see it going down. You have. You just planted a seed in my head a few minutes ago when you suggested that could there be a swerve? And you're right, Daniel Bryan can't turn. It would make right. sense for Shane to turn because now. Oh, fuck yeah. Now, Daniel Bryan has a reason to be against Sammy and Kevin the whole time that he's been kind of for them and kind of on their side in this whole thing against Shane. So now he wants to team with Shane. So it would make sense for him to make the match, Daniel Bryan, to come back, make the match for WrestleMania, put their jobs on the line. I could see them more likely just hiring them back so they can kick their ass at WrestleMania. But, I mean, it would be more interesting if he put their jobs on the line and then you have Shane turn on Daniel Bryan right in the middle of the feel-good moment at WrestleMania, and then they actually get it, because we know they're going to wind up with their jobs back. I mean, you know. Of course. But you'd have Daniel Bryan take the pinfall. Daniel Bryan would definitely take the pinfall in that you would have Shane turn on him and then maybe get it finisher hit by one of Sammy or Kevin. It was a cool moment the way they executed the firing, by the way. Oh, I agree. And I am not complaining, and the fact that we could get Kevin Steen or El Generico against fucking the American Dragon as a feud after WrestleMania is bizarre. Yeah. In every facet. Yeah. So, it's awesome, though. Um, and Adam Cole, I mean, the matches that people, there are about, I think, 100 lists made right now on the internet of matches that could happen. Um, <laughs> oh, my Ricochet, God. Yeah, all Adam the lists Cole. just got so much longer with Daniel Bryan coming back. Yeah, definitely. You just made the list! Uh, and also, we could talk about here, because there wasn't much involvement from him in the other parts of the show, is that we know that AJ Styles has sustained some type of injury uh, regarding well, his ankle, I believe. Coming out of SmackDown, though, I feel pretty confident the match is still safe for WrestleMania AJ versus Shinsuke, because they were, still, they were still promoting it 100% at SmackDown. Absolutely. And, and that's what I was going to go one... off of. That was my uh, Me... metric to, to decide. Whether or not to Agreed. to worry about it. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Agree, but he also did not get physical once. So I do think that there's something going on, but I'm thinking they're confident that it'll most likely be all right. Yeah. Um, if he has to, you so know, I, just rest so between now and then, that's fine. On. Yeah. 
oh yeah 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 but like but if it's just a matter of him having to rest between now and then the match is totally safe otherwise then so be it right and i and i say that because when we were texting when this first ball got an end because i think i was the first one to tell you right about um, the injury i don't remember that was last no no, no about about daniel bryan getting oh yes you cleared. were yes you were and then Shinsuke tweeted saying uh, Shinsuke versus Brian. Yeah, so, we so that's what got like, me started thinking, is AJ yeah, injured? Like, could, right. Um, but regardless, the fact that, I mean, I mean, Liam, we are going to be having on this card, I mean, Charlotte and Asuka, Undertaker yes. and Cena. Yes. Roman and Lesnar, which, which we may not want. I wouldn't have put it so early in the list if I were you. <laughs> but yes, yes, well, we have it. Well, I kind of wanted to throw it in there just to get it over with. To make the point I think you're getting at. But yeah, it's going to be a sick yeah. card. Delete! 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 <laughs> um, uh, even that triple threat IC title match. Um, yeah. This week on SmackDown, we do know the match that probably everyone will be not looking forward to the most that was confirmed. Is that the U.S. Which title? Which is uh, the U.S. title triple threat match. It doesn't matter! I mean, I think that they could do something good in it, but I don't... I, I mean, I, it'd be li- I'd be lying if I said that I was excited for it by any means. Yeah, you and everyone um, else. But I think that there are competent workers involved that will put on a good performance. Of definitely, course. definitely. They just could present it better. Again, my complaint with Bobby is what it's been on SmackDown. He was, you know, he said, I'm going to win the U.S. title back. It's going to be glorious. Like, great that I have no idea who you are, but great. Because it's useless now, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so just to talk about that match, it is happening. And another triple threat match. Also, this is the WrestleMania of great matches and triple threat matches. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, which I'm fine with. with I don't remember any other great. year where there were this, there were this many. Um, and you know, it doesn't matter in theory. I'm fine with it. Uh, they, they, all of the feuds that are triple threats don't feel forced. And a lot of times in your mania, people are like added at the last minute. Like yeah. you know, Sin Cara, Zack Ryder was it in 32 builds to the IC ladder match. Right. So at the very least. Everyone has a logical reasoning to be in these matches. So far, we so still got two alone, weeks during which people can get added. So, knock on wood. But, but, but I think we know that this card is pretty much finalized. You would agree? Uh, hopefully, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, well, you just said it. You just said that, it though, and put that thought in my head. People get added at the last minute. It's been known to happen before. It's not unprecedented. So, well, yeah, but then that would also go against my complimenting WWE for how they have achieved it. So, I think that they're done. Putting people in. I mean, if they put someone else in, I guess I'll be eating my words. But um, <laughs> uh, but but I did think that initially it was going to be Kevin, Sammy, and Shane in the triple threat match before this whole Shane O'Brien business. Yeah. So that would have been what? Substantially not as good. Yeah, definitely. Well, just the amount of triple threat matches, I mean. Uh, but oh, oh, another right, match. Right, right. The other match that will be a triple threat match that WWE just doesn't know yet, or they do know it and haven't announced it, will be for the Tag Team Championships on SmackDown with the Bludgeon Brothers, Usos, and New Day. Right. Jimmy lost to Harper this week. Um, I like what they're doing with the Bludgeon Brothers. This match could be incredible as well. Yeah. Um, well I think it'll be great. It'll definitely be great. Um, They'll use weapons, but, hopefully, and the, with the no DQ aspect, I'm expecting. Yeah, that's the good thing about triple threat matches, too, is that that means that there's almost half of the card is going to be no disqualification. Just think about it that way. Just inherently, yeah, not by promotion, but just inherently. Because the stipulation, right, because right. you can't, who wins in a, in a triple threat match if one person gets disqualified, who wins? Unless it's elimination, in which case, you know, one of the other two. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 
Um, I guess the New Day. Like, do you think they're just going to return randomly? And like, like, how do you think they're going to get to the title match? Oh, I didn't even really think of it that much. I figured they'll be back by next week, and then you still have two weeks to go to make the match and do whatever else you want to do to build to it. In my mind, it's already finalized. So, I mean, I you know, I didn't really think no, that, well, they, I I think that. that they've I been gone for no. so long that they need to make this, you know, magnanimous return, like make a whole big deal out of it or anything. No, I mean, I know the match is happening. I, I just didn't know at what point where would general managers get involved to make the match. Like, I'm always interested in like, how the match gets made. Yeah, general managers so, are a little um, preoccupied, in case you haven't noticed. Well, that's, I think that's my question. So I have a feeling it might be one of those just announced on W.com throughout the week kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Which is which, which is fine. Um, what do you think on the pre-show this year? Um, I'm still thinking both Battle Royals and... Or maybe the Men's Battle Royal and then maybe a thrown together at the last minute six-man tag, including Shelton, uh, Gable, you know, Ty Dillinger... You wouldn't put them in the... Oh, well, Ty Dillinger's going to oh, be... Oh, no, they'll, 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 all be, they'll all be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they all... Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's not something like you could pick, like, another, like, undercard match to put together. Well, you can. So, you can just leave those guys out of the Battle Royal. They have plenty of talent, especially if you're going to be uh, willing to include NXT talent, too, like... Yeah, but for WrestleMania, the pre-show matches have at least a decent build to them. Since when? So I can't think of... Since when? WrestleMania matches? Really? Are you kidding? Pre-show match. WrestleMania pre-show matches. Last year, Dolph Ziggler and Dean Ambrose had a SmackDown shoot that had a lot of time on SmackDown that was on the pre-show. Oh, that was Baron Corbin Dean and Dean Ambrose, and that was a match that was uh, switched at the last minute for the pre-show. It was supposed to be on the main card. Okay. At 32, the Usos and the Dudley Boys were engaged on a feud for at least three weeks on WWTV. That blow-off match was at WrestleMania. The women had that eight-woman match, which also was built up on TV. So, you know, other pay-per-views, you know, I will say that they throw things together. But the last few WrestleManias, they usually are being showcased. Yeah. So the only reason I bring it up is because I almost feel like you don't put anything on the pre-show, except maybe the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And, Definitely. And because if you put the women's on the pre-show, people are going to bitch. Yeah. I probably will too, but I don't know what I don't know what <laughs> it's going to be. Like I don't get it. He's undecided. Yeah, you weren't even bitching him when it was called Mula, by the way. Which which we know now. Last week we were saying Mula all episode. We know now that it's not the Mula, and that it's never been the Mula, depending on who you ask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm okay with that choice. Well, yeah, um, I think it should have been a different female athlete to begin with. You know, I think this, was, this. If anything, I think that backlash was completely foreseeable, and. I think that they set a dangerous precedent by having Snickers, you know, threaten them or whatever to pull sponsorship because yeah. now it's like, all right, well, somebody just has to tell Snickers that none of us like Roman Reigns <laughs> and we're good to go. Uh, yeah. I think Snickers knows that after third, WrestleMania 32, they also sponsored. I'm boycotting Nougats after WrestleMania for as long as Roman is champ. Or whatever um, the fuck they put in Snickers, you get the point. Caramel. caramel <laughs> I'm boycotting caramel nuts and chocolate. After WrestleMania, until someone else is Universal Champion. All right, you heard it here first. <laughs> um, That's what you got to do. Mm, 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 that's why you wait mm. to answer Snickers' question. If you're hungry, that's why you wait. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's I, about it, right? I think I have exhausted my resources. Yeah, um, same. Oh, the the new WWE 24 Empower documentary, the women documentary they have up yes. on the network. Very good. Oh, you saw it already. Cool. Saw it already. Um, I think that people who hate Stephanie McMahon should watch it because 
WWE, because they choose to make her an asshole and a bitch, they make everyone detest even more when she wants to come out for all these women segments. But when you yeah. have, when you see how many women, and by the way, she wants to randomly board, act like a face sometimes. Right. But the fact of the matter is that she behind the scenes and all this stuff, which we have known to a degree, but to hear a lot of these women past and present, you know, Trish, Lita, Alundra Blaze, you know, you could make an argument that it's pushing their agenda. But when you see what do they, they what do the what do the legends say? What what to hear them um, what? Basically, have in a roundabout way how vital Steph has been and how much she's uh, kept in touch with the women like Molly Holly throughout the years and had initiatives for women when it went with uh, her philanthropy and fundraising and research. And of course, Connor's career is brought up and, and, and all that stuff. And the fact yeah. that she, um, her and Pat Patterson, oh, Pat Patterson also said that I did not feel comfortable talking about um, how I wanted to do this rumble with that second man in the room. And I didn't even know that, of course, Pat Patterson is the one who created the rumble match. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And Pat Patterson creatively booked this past Women's Rumble. And the 24 documentary kind of revealed that. And they had a training ring, I think at their hotel or something. And he was there rehearsing the spots. Fit Finley was also there, who served as the women's coach back before this revolution. Yeah. When it was like um, Trish, Lita, Melina, Victoria, that era. The Divas. Um, so it was just really cool seeing that, you know, Steph McMahon has been with that company for all of that time. Well, and you know yeah, she I mean, is. Oh, she's Vince's because, daughter, though. I mean, you know. Yes, but also was built to in a role on television at that time, a powerful woman who was the general manager of a brand and who wore bustier clothing, and it was a pretty revolutionary thing. Just like it was revolutionary when Sable power bombed Mark Merrow on that whatever fucking when that yeah. was. Yeah. You know, it's not a big it's not a big leap in the women's revolution by any means. I'm not trying to say, but she's been there. And it's not all about that, by the way. I, I only saw it because I noticed it. It's not even about her. Yeah. And, 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 and it's not like the agenda is to get Stephanie over whatsoever, as much as people listening may think that it is. It's not. <laughs> it's just that how seeing her emotion, talking about it, they, they were interviewing before she was going to come out and commentate it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll check it out. If you were talking about pitch for Stephanie McMahon as a good person. Decent yeah, it's a good one. Life, I guess. It's a good pitch. I wasn't sure whether or not to make a counter argument because you know she has said that philanthropy is good for business, but I well that's I know I hated what she said. I didn't that. want to well, rain on your parade. Philanthropy is the new marketing, is what she said. Yeah, and I don't agree with that. Which means, which but, in other words, which means that the reason that you give to charity is because you think it's going to help your profit margin. Right, which isn't always a bad business decision. Right, but it's a pretty bad reason to give to charity, obviously. Yes, if there is su- if there right. is such a thing, I mean, granted. I would agree with that. That'll about do it, you think? I think that'll about do it. My Stephen McMahon's soliloquy is over. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Just do a one-man show. I'm sure she'd love it. Maybe. So we have uh, 18 more days at the time of this uh, recording. Yeah, hopefully only 17 or 16 at the time of this listening, okay. some of you. Yeah, that's out of my hands to a degree, but I'm going to try to turn this episode over really quickly. Um, awesome. But yeah, so for Wishful Booking, my name is Lee McNulty. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at RealHugeActor. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. You can like us on Facebook at Wishful Booking Pod and email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. 
And we will speak to you guys several times before WrestleMania. So until then, enjoy well, enjoy the rest. Two times. Two well, times, yeah. Two times before WrestleMania. Depends on, yeah, okay. A couple, sorry, we'll, we'll talk to you guys a couple <laughs> times. Talk to you guys a couple times before WrestleMania. Thank you, Jimmy. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Go on, guys. Later.